Do you know what? Thank you, Jesus. 2020, there was a lot of stuff started changing. We, we went through, as a nation, we went through things that, you know, it, it tried us. It, it, it proved who we were, and I don't know about you, but I found that I was lacking in some things. Yeah. And, and I, I look at that, and I look at Scripture, and I wonder why God isn't doing the things that I prayed for at least two or three months after I prayed for it and all that. But you know what I'm finding is that God's yeah, come on. timing is perfect. Yes, it is. Amen. This Amen. is what I like about God. Everything that He does is with wisdom. Yes. yes. And He's trying to put that into our, our spirits, into our minds. And I'm finding out that if we will learn... To wait then we will learn what he is doing one of the things that the most important thing that he's doing is simply teaching us to trust him yes in his time yes you know and and we like our our personalities are different but we like certain things you know we want it to happen uh, sooner than later and I want I want to see some new gifts manifested within this body of believers. Amen. But that's me. I don't know what you want. Mm -hmm. What what do you want? Are you you know Paul said in in his writings to the different churches and in his itinerations and all those things that he did. Uh, he just said, you know, I, I want you to pursue one thing especially. He says, I want you to desire deeply to prophesy. And so I'm wondering without really, you know, <coughs> getting into your into your mind and I how many of you are really wanting to to prophesy? I mean, yeah. because you know what that means. That means that you're going to be a little more up front, and everybody loves up front, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, we, you know, we most of the time sit towards the back, and so it's few and far between that's, you know, that comes up front. And I appreciate those that do. You know, I know the pastor does. But we look at that. So in our waiting, there are many things, many questions uh, that we ask God, especially if we wake up a little bit earlier than we're, you know, the normal in the mornings. And we lay there and, you know, man, I had an awesome message this morning about 5.30. It's not as awesome. It lost some of its awesomeness. So I'm, you know, but that that's how it works in me. And... Uh, I look at the things that are going on in our lives that affect all of us. It affects my family. You're my family. And it, it affects us. 
And I'm thinking, Lord, you know, there were some things that were, you know, just proved out. Yet it seems like one side doesn't have the opportunity to prove it because the other side is holding all the trump cards, you know. And and that's that's not a euphemism or whatever. It's that whatever they do, they you know do it and they get away with it. And and so I'm I'm wondering, Lord, wait a minute. What if you just did something that I wanted you to do? And <laughs> he hadn't got back to me with that one yet. <laughs> he probably you know well wait a minute. I'll, you know he needs some more time trusting me. But what I am learning in that trusting him is, is that this is powerful. Yes. That when I can't see his hand at work, that's when I'm learning to trust his heart. Amen. When I can't see tangibly the things that I want, I am learning to trust his heart because the more I read in scripture, the more I find out he loves me so much more than I can ever comprehend. And in scripture, we find out there are some awesome things that he wants to do with the church body. He wants to do with his family and we are his family. So there's some great things in store for you all. And that, that's exciting because we have to, you know, in, in the time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful, you know. And so when we start manifesting the things that he wants to do that will cause, you see, because the church uh, is not going to be like it was last year. It, it's, it's not going to be. And so we look at him because he is working in the midst of families that want to see the mighty hand of God at work. And so we come and I had some breaking news. There, there's something that I had overlooked. Uh, how many of you are interested in the anointings, different kinds of anointings? We we see people, you know, that God uses, they're up front or they're in the Sunday school class up front. And we we see that, and yet we, you know, man, God must love them a whole bunch. But do you know that he has just given those positions to those people it's not how much they love him, it's how much he loves them. <coughs> and so the only way that we can find out how much a person loves God is by the fruits of the Spirit that are manifested in each and every one of our lives. And, and, and that, that, that's very interesting. And so I have to, I have to stop and I, I have to slow down. Sometimes I have to pace my attention span, uh, you know, to go along with, you know, how, how I can walk through life and all that. And I, you know, it, it's, it's interesting the things that he's going <coughs> to do in this latter part of the year. And it's exciting that, I mean, we're in a new season. 
Amen? Well, I mean, we are. We're in the fall of the season, you know. And uh, Next week, I think we're going back to the summer season, but we won't stay there very long. But uh, So we are instant in season and out of season. I'm, I'm finding a deeper meaning to Scripture on that area. But but in the breaking news, I found out there is anointing that I had heard very little about. And it is called the, well, it's called the Issachar anointing. Any, anybody know anything about Issachar, the sons of Issachar? They were a tribe, one of the twelve. And, and I found out <coughs> that in this tribe, there were three tribes that every time the nation of Israel always moved, there were three tribes that would be up in front of the movement as Israel is going to a new location. And it was, it was that uh, Judah. Judah was the very first tribe. And you all know what Judah is, right? It's it's yeah. the the praising, all right, and then I found out that the next tribe in line was the Issachar tribe, and and this is the the wise and discerning people. That's what they were known for. I, there's a mention of it in, in the New Testament about, you know, the, the people of Issachar, they, they knew what was going to happen. They knew when, you know, God was going to move and all that. And then the third tribe, one, two, and then the last tribe uh, that was leading was the Zebulun tribe. And guess what they were noted for? They were the financiers of Israel. And so it, it's very interesting. There's Judah, there's the wise, the discerning, and then there's the, the people. And the Jewish people, God has placed in them different you know, levels of being really wealthy and how to do things and just just watch the different people that are mentioned you know on tv and stuff and and you can pretty well pick up on a, a jewish name and so god has he smiled on them he loves them but i'm finding out he kind of likes us too amen so the sons of issachar they just simply they understood the spiritual and the political times. Does that ring a bell with you? Does it, does it say, wait a minute. All right. Maybe I need the Issachar anointing because I want to understand the spiritual and the political times because things are crazy. They are yes. crazy, yet... Because even though sometimes we don't see God's hand in movement and doing things, He's doing things behind the scenes, but we know that He has a heart for America. He has a heart for His people, the Jewish people, for Israel. And if we will continue to stay close to Israel, God is going to do marvelous things in our lives. So, uh, I think I want an Issachar anointing. And, and do you know that we'll get into it a little bit later, 
but the gifts of the Spirit. It tells us in Ephesians, the first chapter, it says, we have all spiritual blessings. Did you hear that? We have. It is at our disposal. We have to want it. We have to pursue those things that that is laid out in Scripture and we can have. So, we are right now, we're in a season of many divine realignments because America can't survive the way it is right now. And, and I hope that, I, I know at least in Oklahoma, we, we knew for a large part that God does not like his babies aborted. Amen. And that's putting it very politely. They, he doesn't like the young, those that are unborn yet they're alive. He doesn't want them murdered. Amen. God does not bless a nation that does that. that and and it's, it's interesting because we look at the different campaigns that went on in 2020, you know, and all through coming up to a new election and all that. And so we had an opportunity to hear what the different platforms were. And if we voted for a platform that they are very strong in that area, then we need to repent. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get any emails because I don't take emails. I, I don't subscribe, yes, whatever. But I, I want us. I want us to realize this is breaking news. God does not honor us breaking the commandments that He's laid out in Scripture, because the commandments as He's laid out in Scripture is for us to prevail and to be a great nation that we can be a light on the hill. Amen. And I'm even talking about the hill that's in Washington, D.C. We are a light because God is bringing about. We don't know how. We know why, because He loves us. But we're in this, this season of realignments of things. And how many of you have, have laid out, just sat down and written out some things? I want this thing realigned. I want that realigned. All of this. But I'm persuaded every believer, every born-again Christian needs to have the Issachar anointing. Hallelujah. And, it, and it, it is a blessing. God is no respecter of persons. And so we can have those things that we desire if we will pursue it scripturally. Uh, so we need that, that Issachar anointing in order not to miss out on what God is doing. Because I want, I want to be right on the cutting edge. I want to be on the forefront. Not real cutting edge, but, you know, back just, I want our pastor in front of us, you know. <laughs> no, I love my pastor. But anyway, but there, this re, these realignments, I want them to happen, and I want them to happen now. Anybody, you know, you vote. You know, vote with me anyway. Anyway, these people, these two, and they, it was a small tribe. There were two hundred men that they uh, were full of wisdom. 
in, in fact, whenever the nation of Israel moved, like I said, they were second in line. And they, it, it, it's interesting about Issachar. Uh, they supported a female ruler, even when it wasn't popular. How many of you, this is Old Testament, how many of you can figure out who that female <coughs> leader was? Her name starts with a D. No. Deborah. Deborah. Uh, there's even, in Judges 4, 5, and 6, there's even uh, a song that Barak and Deborah sang because Barak was the leader but he said, I won't go unless you go with me, Deborah. And so Deborah says, if I go, guess who's going to get the glory? And he didn't care. And, right. uh, you know, I, right. he wasn't macho, in other words. So he wanted, he wanted Deborah to be out there. And just in case you don't have anything to do the rest of the week, go to Judges 4, 5, and 6 and, and read about Deborah and how God worked in their life. But the Issachar people, they backed her. They supported her. A, a woman rose up to judge the land. They knew God's hand was on her and it was her time to rule. Amen. There is a time and place for everything in Scripture. And so it was her time. And they knew why. Because they were men and women that were of understanding of the spiritual and of the political. Then the second thing about the uh, sons of Issachar was they supported David before he became king. And when it wasn't popular to support David, uh, King Saul, uh, he didn't like David. He liked him one day, and the next day he didn't like him, and all day he wanted to kill him because uh, you know you know the story. And if you don't, next week when uh, we're in the summer mode, the summer season, you can stay in the air conditioning and read about David and how he got started. But the warriors from the twelve tribes started coming to David because they knew that it wasn't for Saul, that God had taken it out of his hands, yet he was still the king. And uh, so the twelve tribes, the warriors started gathering to David, and all the tribes were split about this. They were really questionable. Do I, do I want to really side up with David, or can I outwit you know, King Saul? And that brings me, and I, I hope I can get back to this, but we need to pray day and night for the Afghani underground church. Yes. Because there is movement going on at night that is those people that got left behind that should not have been left behind, and they're moving these people from place to place so the Taliban won't kill them and don't let the you know the fake news you know lie to you uh there's much killing much death going on and so here they are uh, the uh 
the the tribe that wasn't split about David because they knew that God had anointed David to be the king and so they were backing him with everything <coughs> that they had and so they supported David because uh, his time had come and uh, they weren't taken by surprise when things happened and that's that's what I like I want to be in in the planning room when God sits down with his his leaders and the people his family that want to be on the cutting edge of things that he is doing I want to be in there and I want to be used Amen. because can you imagine for 50 or 60 years sitting in church and just withering come on. away. Come on. Yeah, you know, it you know, for a time you go to a new church and it's exciting for a time, but then if you're if you're you know, you, you do like you usually do, you'll settle in and then you'll get comfortable and well they ain't doing anything over there, so why should I do anything? And I'm gonna sit over here. I you know, I don't even like the hugging section anyway, so I'm gonna be over here and all that. But they had influence as a result of their unique anointing. Amen. Anybody in their right mind. They want to be influential because there are people watching, every one of us right now. We don't even know who some of them are. If we did, we'd probably hide in our house and wouldn't come out. But they're, they're watching us and they are being influenced. These people say that they're Christians, Let's see what yeah. they do. Amen. And but I I loved the Issachar people because they had this unique anointing, and we can have that anointing. And here's just a, a few simple ways: recognize God is no respecter of persons. Amen. He isn't. In Romans two and verse eleven, he tells us. Then also in Acts 10 and 34, this is, this is a, a workbook. I, I didn't want to give you a cheat sheet and all that because we need to get back into the Word and on our own and, and hold it in our hands because there is power, there is anointing upon the Word of God. And so God is no respecter of persons. Acts 10 and 34, he, he lets us know again. He backs up. I don't. I'm not a respecter of people. You know, I, I don't, you know, care about one people more than the other people or whatever. And God gave it to the sons of Issachar, and He's willing to give that anointing to you. But you have to want it. It's not Amen. just that inquiring minds want to know or, or we want to dabble in it and you know, all of that stuff. No, He wants people that Amen. say, I want to see America yes. great again. And you don't have to wear a red hat to do that. You do it with your lifestyle as a Christian. Yeah. Don't shout me down because... Yeah. There's a whole bunch of you out there that's wanting to. The second thing is, know that in Jesus Christ, all the blessings that God gave Abraham, Abraham, the, all the blessings that He gave him, also belong to us. In Galatians 3, 9, and then go on to verses 13 and 14, it will tell us about that we have the blessings of Abraham. So, 
Then the third thing that we can do to pursue this anointing, this Issachar anointing, is ask God for the anointing to be able to discern times and seasons. It's not just to be, you know, well, well, look at all the badges I'm wearing. I, you know, I do this and I do that. No, no, this is God knows the heart. He knows the intent of the heart. And we want to be in on the times and the seasons and know exactly what to do because there are a lot of people hurting. I mean, you just look down south down Mexico way and along the Texas borders and Arizona and California. Man, God, He's already at work there, but He needs His family. He needs His church getting into the spirit realm and just saying, all right, this is a demonic thing that is happening and the church needs to get interested in this and enter into that spiritual warfare because in Ephesians 6, starting at verse 10, it tells us we have been given the authority to defeat the enemy. And he expects his church to do exactly that. We are to protect the gates of the kingdom of God and we need to realize that when God says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, He meant it, but He didn't think that it was going to happen just because that gate looked good or because it was electrified, but it was because His church, the called out ones, the chosen ones, that... uh, that they were there and they were occupying until He comes. Amen. What is so neat, all of God's promises, all of God's promises are available to us. Amen. You see, and I I will say it again, I will reemphasize, Jesus came to earth to show us how to do ministry. And the very things that He did, it was by being baptized in the Holy Spirit. He did it through the strength of the Holy Spirit. The same thing that if you got saved and then you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's that same power that was in Jesus and is in you. The same power. Yes. The same. Well, how come, you know, I prayed for people and all that. God's timing is perfect. Amen. When we don't see His hand, we know what His heart is. And you know why? Because we are people of the Word. Amen. It's not that we just have an Issachar anointing. It is because we are people of the Word and we know how it happened in the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And all we have to do is ask. Amen. Knock. Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. The fourth thing that we need to do is when we desire this, we need to start paying attention. And that means that you're going to have to see some things that that aren't lovely. But that that is really happening in America. And we have to have a heart for that. But we can't have a heart for that unless we know. You see, the Holy Spirit, when we see these things, He will come in and He will start forming the very prayers that we need to pray 
for our country. Amen. That's more exciting than you all acted like. I, that it, It's ours. Amen. It is ours. All we have to do is let Him speak. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Start paying attention. When you feel like something's about to happen, just start, okay, God, let, let me... Let me, you know, vet you a little bit here. Let, let, me, let me talk to you. Let me find out what's going on here. When you feel reluctant to make a certain decision just yet because I feel like it isn't quiet time. And don't, don't let the enemy come in and cause you to be a, you know, a, a, what, what do they call those people that, uh, you know, they... Well, I'll do it next week. And Procrast. Procrast. Pro, I can't say that. He doesn't let that be in my vocabulary because he knows I. <laughs> but anyway, you have to be with Deborah. And she can tell you. He's working. And, and that's what's so beautiful about God. He's still working on us. Amen. He's working on. He wants us to have these things, but he wants us to desire it enough to, like Proverbs twenty-five, it's God's glory, you know, to to hide a matter, but it's the King's glory to search out the matter. And I have found out in my latter years that is exciting to find out about all of these things that have been there in Scripture. And I like the people God is bringing on the scene. Yes. And and after church, you can talk to... to uh, yeah. Talk to me <laughs> about the latest uh, uh, rabbi. See, it started out Rabbi... Uh, Jonathan Kahn and and now it's it's Jonathan or Jason Stobel and and I mean there are some exciting things that God has throughout scripture it's just there in scripture but we've got to want to know we've got to dig it out anyway so we shouldn't take on anything new right now because you feel like a door is about to open when you feel have that feeling, I think there's a door about to open for me. Don't 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 take on something else new. Just just that that's how you have to practice. We don't when we first get the anointing, <laughs> when we first get the spiritual gift, we don't automatically do it perfectly. So Amen. there there's that working out and and that's why I like about our church is our pastor lets us experiment. And he didn't realize how experimental his family is. <laughs> but I think he's glad. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, when God leads you to stand for something or somebody that there's a biblical context to it, then, uh, but it's not quite you know, popular, but it's supported biblically. Just just kinda just kinda hang loose there and, and, and see how that unfolds out in your life. And uh, when God starts to or starts uh, to influencing people through you, uh, 
you will start seeing new people following you. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Amen. You know, that, that's not kind of neat. That's really neat. Amen. And so we see that there in First uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 12, verse 30, it says, From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel needed to do and when to do it. And so then that brings me to the second part of, of Scripture is uh, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 6. 2 Timothy. And this is Paul. He's, he's writing to his spiritual son. And in uh, chapter 1 verse 6 it says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. How many of you have a spiritual <laughs> gift that you know God is using you in? You don't have to raise your hands or whatever, but you just know that. And But Paul is telling Timothy and he's telling us in this century, he says, I want you people to know you have this gift or these gifts within you, but you have to do something with that gift or gifts. You start having to use it. You need to start fanning it. You need it, you know, to, to kind of get the embers and blow on it and, and exercise it and use it. Amen. And this is something that is exciting when we start seeing God use us. Amen. See, there's, there's something that happens. First, you have to be born again. That's what our pastor has been preaching about. Uh, once you've been born again, then you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And you know what? When you become a new creation, you are in the kingdom of God. You're in a new kingdom. And so uh, there's some, some things that... Uh, we need to know, and so the next step is being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and this is not a denominational thing. This, 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 is, this has been so misunderstood. People have, and leaders have put us in different boxes, and so, well, we're this and we're that, and so if it has anything to do with Pentecost, which should be every denomination, uh, we should all be just, you know, into it. And that's what God is looking forward to. That's what He's working out in the church in these latter days is that it's when I get to heaven, I'm not going to the AG part of heaven. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Right. And, and so we need to start thinking. And I'm not saying thinking globally and all that stuff because you can really get into some other camp that you don't want to trot around in. Uh, when you start talking about global stuff. But he says, I want you to take this gospel about the kingdom of God and about what Jesus came to do. He says, and I want you to take it throughout the world yes. without a tag on it. Amen. That, that's, that's exciting. That's right. That, that, that's going to change some of our perspectives, but 
That's what he wants, and that's what's going to happen. So in the latter days, as we get closer to the latter days, it's that, you know, the denominational's still going to be there and all that stuff, but it's not going to matter as much. Because just, you know, even if you're uh, an ordained AG minister, whoopee, you can take that and a dollar. You can't go to Starbucks, but you can go to McDonald's and get you a cup of coffee with that, okay? Jesus believed that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was so important that He commanded His disciples. He said, you guys, because He had been with them three and a half years, He knows that we are just like the disciples. He created us, and He knows we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit's empowerment in our lives because He created us. Amen. That's self-explanatory. If you want to have a session after church, Brother Les will sit down and explain it to you a little better, whatever. But he said, Jesus said, you shall receive power and after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You shall be those people that they will see a change, a transformed life. They will see that, that city, you know, on a hill that it's very lit that when people look into your eyes they won't say is anybody in there yeah Yeah, they're in there and we have exactly what you all need because we are going through terrible times right now but this is what i like and on the day of pentecost when it came the uh the holy spirit fell and as of the fire it sat upon each one of them they were all filled with the holy ghost begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance so this is the holy ghost and fire we need to include that word fire because it's so important and and the reason that i say it's important it is because you remember when samson he tied all those foxes together yeah. and he lit their tails on fire mm-hmm. because he was, uh, he was fighting the, fel- the Philistines and he lit their tails on fire and they went, they ran. You would too if your tail was on fire. And, and I, every place those foxes went, that fire was there, everything that fire touched ignited. The Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I don't want to just be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want that fire to come into my life so that when people get around me that it's contagious and that it sets them on fire and it happens exactly like that if we will continue to just pursue God and and let Him do the things in our lives. Because this is what Jesus' ministry was to do. This is what He wants us to do. Scripture says He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to establish the kingdom of God in the earth. And He came to destroy the works of the devil. And the only way that the works of the devil can be destroyed is through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our life catching it on fire. And I mean just using everything that we have, that spiritual warfare, everything that he talks about there in Ephesians 6.10. We need it and we need to stay in it. Amen. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good. That's what we want to do. Amen. 
He was healing all. This is exactly what I want to happen. I have watched Sunday after Sunday. People come to church and they need a healing. There is a special gift of healing. Amen. Anybody pursuing that? Somebody pursue it with all of your heart. I may say, God, when I touch people, I want to be able to watch them be healed, to be transformed. Things happen, change in their life. That's what it's all about. That's when you get excited and then that's when you start growing and maturing in the things of God. The, books of, the book of Acts was just simply a diary or a record of what the New Testament church in her infancy was doing. The book of Acts is the pattern for the New Testament church. We are not to duplicate the New Testament church because it didn't accomplish everything God wanted to. And that's why we have time right now is to continue to pursue the things of God, the gifts of God, the blessings of Abraham. The bless, Every blessing is ours. Every promise is ours. In other words, the New Testament church just acted like Jesus did. Yeah. And it's, it's for us. And it's for the world that we live in. It's for where we are planted. And as we grow where we're planted, we touch lives. And that's what it's all about. Amen. <coughs> I think what we need and we're seeing it right now happen in the churches in America in Canada round about us is that we need something that will shake us up we need something that will wake us up we need something that will stir us up and then set us on fire and so that's why that we pray for our pastor and associate pastor God Put some fire-born messages in their heart. Let them speak it to us so that when that is spoken out to us through the Word of God, that when we go home, we start thinking about, that's what I want. That, that's what I want to be used. Just like that. And pretty soon, it starts growing in you. And then it, the people that you influence, and, uh, it's exciting. Amen. But... The truth is, we can't blame anyone if it's not happening in our lives right now. Because we are, we need our pastors, but we are the keeper of the flame. That flame, that Pentecostal fire. And this is what I like. One writer wrote, said that it was just simply, it was a personal Pentecost. Every person is responsible to fan his own flame. Stir up that gift that's in us. <coughs> Seek the Lord with all your heart. Pray. Spend time worshiping and adoring Jesus. Read His Word. Yes. Satan will fight you in that area. And I guarantee you that if you could see the hearts of other Jesus. Christians around you, Jesus. that is Jesus. the area that we are most defeated in yes. is reading the word Amen. because as we sit down to read it something comes in and it's it gets our attention and 
uh, one of the, the leaders when I went to Christ for the nation, he said, what you do is, he said that he was teaching on prayer. And he said, if you keep having these things in your mind, he said, write them down, then just go ahead, push through it. But then the next day, make sure that you take care of these things and all of that, and then you can go and you will be able to spend longer and longer in the presence of God in prayer. We can't afford to let the fire go out. Amen. Uh, sometimes we know how to sing the same songs. Sometimes we know how to say amen and hallelujah. But you can tell when the fire's gone out doesn't how much destiny is in you or how many gifts or callings are in you unless they're activated by the Holy Spirit they're dead yes so I, I, I love that story about Samson it was powerful everything they touched the foxes they didn't really even have to touch it they just ran by and the fire jumped off of them I like that that reminds me, you remember when Peter and Paul, they would walk by and people would be, have been taken out on the, you know, on their pallets and stuff and they were laid in the streets and on the sidewalk that when Peter and Paul and those walked by, they were healed. The fire just jumped off of them. That's what God wants to happen in our life. Father, my prayer tonight is for my family that's here right now. Thank you, Jesus. And those that are watching, Father, I pray that there is a desire that is so stirring within us that we're not happy with hindsight being 2020. What we want is what you want for today and into our future. And so, Father, I pray that we desire to have all the blessings of Abraham that we can have. That we can have the gifts of the spirits that when we meet together with our family, that these gifts will be employed and they will just come off of our lives and touch other lives and other lives will touch other lives. And it would be just like the foxes running through the fields. Everything, it didn't even have to touch it. It just jumped off of their tails. We want that happening in our life. Lord, I pray, oh, that we need people within our family right here to desire and to have that Issachar anointing so that we will know the times spiritually, politically, God, when you move, when one movement ends and another one begins, that we know it because we're in communion with you. And you talk about an exciting end time revival is to watch your church Come without spot or wrinkle. Yes. Oh, have your way. Wake us up, Holy Spirit. 
have your way, Lord. Each and every one of us that desire this, you know our hearts. You know exactly what we have need of. And so I pray that these gifts and this special anointing, the Issachar anointing, starts working in our lives because there is an America that needs a lot of light, a lot of guidance, a lot of leadership. And it's not going to come from the hill. It's not going to come from the government. It's coming from your church. And we rejoice in that, that you want to use us. And so everyone that's here tonight, touch their lives. Stir them up. Stir <coughs> me up. And just have your way. As we bless you. And as we glorify you. And as we enter in into the end time season. Use us and use us mightily. In Jesus' name, amen.